to our continued studies in God's Word. I want to deal with some really practical things over the next few days and talk about what I would call victory in the everyday problems of life. How to have victory in the everyday problems. And I want to start by talking, uh, give a little background, and then talk about victory over negative thinking. And I want to share with you uh, something really important. Plato said centuries ago, know yourself. And that's good advice. We really need to know and understand how we function, how God intends for us to work as a person. And where do we get this information? Well, you can get it from the world, and it may be very misleading and lead to disillusionment or distortion. It may make you either exceedingly proud or terribly, terribly down on yourself. But a second possibility for this information is from Satan, and uh, you say, well, I would never listen to Satan, but a lot of times we do, and we get depressed and discouraged. But the one possibility that matters is that our view of ourselves is for us to go to God and ask his Holy Spirit. The psalmist said, search me, O God, and know my heart. And, and that's, uh, that's what he wants to do. It's not our job to probe ourselves. It's not our job to constantly uh, second-guess ourselves. It's our job to trust God to teach us about ourselves and to guide us. And so I, I want to look at a verse that, that gives us uh, understanding. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And here's what Paul says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you or set you apart through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Now, Paul gives us an explanation of who we are. We're a three-part personality. He says that we are body, soul, and spirit. And that's, I think, important for us to understand ourselves and to deal with these daily things that destroy us in our walk with Christ. And I want us to just talk a minute about that before we get into some of the particulars. The body, of course, is the house in which we live, and uh, it's, uh, it's simply our body suit, as one of my friends called it. And that's how people recognize us. That's how we relate to things, people, our environment, our surroundings, through our five senses. It's what we have when we have world consciousness, people consciousness, and our soul might be called our self-consciousness, and our spirit, our God consciousness. Now, first of all, the body, just a word about the body, as I said, it's our earth suit. It's the outer part of us that identifies us to people around us through the five senses. We taste, we see, we feel, we, and so forth with our body, but our body's not going to last. So we need to be careful that we don't spend too much time on the body. Now think about the soul for a moment. The soul is made up of the mind, <clears throat> the emotions, and the will. It is this part of us where the battleground is raged for the control of our being. So whoever controls or whatever controls our mind, emotions, and will controls us. Satan, the enemy of us and all mankind, is the author of sin. And as the author of sin, he wants to 
totally destroy us in this area of our lives. When a person doesn't know Christ, the Bible points out that everything about him is controlled by the evil one, that his spirit, which we will see in a moment, is the place where the spirit wants to dwell in our lives, is dead toward God before we come to Christ. And if you're dead, then you have no life. So we have no life toward God. So in the soul, there's the mind, which is our thinking part, our logic. It's part of us which has the ability to make decisions and decide. Then there's the emotions. The emotions are to the soul what temperature is to the body. When the body's functioning properly, the person is seldom aware that he has a temperature. Unusual circumstances, bad or good, can result in a variation in the temperatures of the body, and determination of the cause of those variations is in order that corrective action might be taken to get the body back like it needs to be. Similarly, a condition in our emotions which draws the person's attention to his emotional state may or may not result in remedial action. Happiness and elation would be extremely noticeable but would be very pleasant too. So that that uh, is one area. But, but our emotions are hardly noticed unless something is not exactly right about them. For example, the emotions of a person outside of Christ are usually uncontrolled or a person who is a believer but is not at the moment filled with the Spirit, there are emotions that do not have consistency. They are uh, vacillating back and forth. And there's the will. The will is the part of us that chooses, that determines, that makes the decisions based on what the mind tells it to do and what the emotions tell it to do. The trouble with our will is the will needs to tell the mind and the emotions what to do. If it's reversed, if we let our emotions tell us what to do and tell us what we think is true, we do what the mind seems to think or the emotions seems to think, and we can be deceived. That's why God made us a three-part person. You see, the problem, or most of the problems that we have to deal with are in the area of the soul. Our mind, our will, our emotions are not right, and if they're not right, then our life is not right and our body doesn't function as it should. You see, the mind, will, and emotions are God's gift to us. However, his plan is that the soul and the body will be under the control of, our, of the Holy Spirit who lives in our spirit. When we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live in our spirit, and he wants to direct us from the inside out. He, want us to, he wants us to be a person who doesn't live from the outside in. We don't depend on outward stimuli, outward responses outward activities of other people to determine our lives. We depend on Jesus through his spirit living inside of us. And we're not a zombie, we're not a robot, but we allow him to guide us. That's where the will comes in. We must will to let Jesus be in control. And if we do so, then he can guide our emotions and direct our minds, and we will make wise decisions, and we will live a life that's purposeful and meaningful. So, Keep in mind now who you are. You're a body. That's good, but it's going, to, it's going to wear out. You're a mind, a will, and an emotions, and you're also a spirit. And in your spirit, if you've trusted Christ, dwells God's spirit, and he wants to produce in you love, joy, peace, and patience, and all of the fruit of the spirit. So we need to understand how we function. How do we function? Well, if we function correctly, we function from within with Christ in charge, and our will chooses to let the Spirit tell us what to do and how to go and what our life ought to be. Now, all of us that are redeemed men and women, born again, children of God, are to be conformed to the image of Jesus. We're to be like him. 
So that's his goal, making us like Christ. And we'll pick that up tomorrow and get into some particular areas. God bless you. Have a great day.